Turn to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. All right. Amen. And we'll read verses 1 through 10. Colossians chapter 2 says this in the Word of God. Colossians 2 verse 1. I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words." For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith, faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord, again, we thank you for your goodness and grace, and Lord, we thank you for those good songs that we sang this morning, Lord, just to get our heart and mind uh, refocused and realigned on you. And Lord, I'm glad we can say, Jesus saves, amen, with an exclamation mark of excitement in our heart knowing that we've been saved by him, and knowing, uh, dear God, there's still power in the blood of Jesus Christ, that precious blood that flowed from Emmanuel's vein. Lord, the blood of the Lamb has all of its power uh, today uh, to wash away sin, to cleanse. Lord, the most vile soul out there today can be cleansed whiter than snow through the blood of Jesus Christ. We praise you for that. And uh, Lord, thank you for the day that each one of us can say if we're saved, or the day that you reached way, way down uh, for us, dear God. You lifted us up out of the miry clay. Lord, you set our feet on a solid rock and you established our goings. Lord, we've got so much to praise you for. And Lord, I thank you for the faithfulness of your people that are here today and that are listening. Lord, please uh, help them today and uh, encourage us and remind us what we have in Jesus today. Lord, we pray for somebody that might be listening or somebody's here, uh, dear God, again, that may not be saved. Lord, we always want to be conscious, uh, dear God, that somebody here, doesn't matter how much they, they've been in church or how much they've listened, uh, Lord, if they've never accepted Jesus Christ, today would be the day to do that. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, today is the day of salvation. Uh, your word shows us. So, Lord, I pray that somebody would realize that today, that today would be the day that they repent of their sin and confess their need for Jesus and put their trust in his finished work. So we pray uh, uh, for those with spiritual needs among us, Lord, those with physical needs among us. Lord, uh, we thank of the McLeans and others uh, that have sickness, God. Please touch them where they are. Uh, Lord, we pray uh, for those that have, might have financial needs this morning. Lord, looking for that better job or uh, just to have a, a, a need uh, for you to, Lord, supply something. Lord, please help them today. And uh, Lord, those that are uh, maybe uh, feel for or anxious about something, Lord, help them emotionally, mentally today. And so, God, we need you in our heart and home, dear Lord. And so, Lord, do everything to glorify thyself and build your local church. In Jesus' name, amen. Some good verses here. Let's take a moment to begin in verse 10. It says this, And ye are complete in him. Man, I don't know why that thought is just uh, 
uh, been on my heart the last couple of days about being complete in Him. Uh, I don't know about uh, you, uh, but uh, don't you enjoy when you're, when you're traveling and maybe uh, you're using your GPS and, and you get there? I don't know what your G, GPS uh, uh, says, but my GPS says, uh, amen, uh, you have arrived, amen, you have arrived at your uh, destination, you have arrived at your destination. I remember uh, uh, as a child and as a teenager riding a Greyhound bus. Anybody here ever ridden a Greyhound bus? Yeah, good memories, right? First time I rode a Greyhound bus, I was nine. I traveled from Ohio uh, to Tennessee by myself as a nine-year-old boy on a Greyhound bus. And boy, that's a, that's a long, you know, a trip back then because there's so many stops, you know. But you like it when they finally uh, get to the last place and uh, the, the conductor says, uh, you know, hey, you've been stopped. We have reached our final destination. Amen. We have reached our final destination. Please exit the bus. Amen. <laughs> right. He wants to go home. Right. Exit the bus. But you've reached your final destination. Hey, uh, that's an exciting thing. If we're saved this morning. Right? If we know the Lord Jesus Christ, then we can say, hey, we can say, you, we, you have reached your final destination as far as spiritual uh, needs go. Amen. You have arrived to where exactly uh, you need to be if you are in Christ Jesus this morning. Now, I like that statement. Amen. You are in him. And it says, you know what? Not only are you in him, but you're complete in him. And that's an exciting thing to know. That word complete means Fully supplied. I like that, right? Fully supplied. Therefore, you may now, full, because you're, you're in Christ, because you're fully supplied in Christ, you may now fully participate in all the rich gifts of God. Boy, that's an exciting thing. Hey, it's one thing to show up at a place. It's another thing to be able to participate, uh, right? I mean, hey, I, I remember as a kid showing up at the park, and there were a lot of kids there, and they started a game. I was there, but I didn't always get to participate. Amen. I was a little runt, right? Uh, but, hey, I like to show up and participate. And, boy, you're in Christ, amen? Uh, you have uh, all, the, all that you need in him, all the supply you need, and now in him you can fully participate in all that God has for you. And of course, amen, you can complete in Christ because, listen, uh, uh, and you have everything in Christ. He can be everything for us, right? Christ can be everything for us because, one, he is everything concerning God. He's everything concerning God. That's why we don't need uh, to go outside of him. He's everything concerning God. It says right that in verse 9. Uh, that's a, a, a good verse concerning Christ. It says, for in him. Notice all these times when you're reading these verses, it says, in him, in him. Amen. These verses, they'll make a statement and they just point you back to Christ. Amen. Uh, that's the way uh, uh, th life should be, right? Uh, something happens in life, you just grab a hold of that thing, amen, and head to Jesus. Just grab hold of that thing that's attacking you in life and head to Jesus. And boy, when it makes these statements, it just keeps pointing you back to Jesus. Everything, amen, should be pointing us back to Jesus. And it says again in verse 9, For in him dwelleth, notice this word again, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. I like the words that, amen, they're complete words. They, they, they encompass 100%, amen. And Jesus Christ, amen, he's the fullness, amen. He's 100% uh, uh, God. And notice what it says there, the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And that's important to understand. 
And I'm amazed at how many people still don't get that Jesus is God. I have somebody I talk to a lot, and they always say, Jesus and God, Jesus and God, like they're two uh, different people. Now, sometimes you refer to it, right, if you're talking about God, the Father, and things like that. But Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. What does that mean? Christ, that means Christ is the full measure. He's the full measure of all that God is. The full measure of all that God is. In other words, you don't have to go outside of Christ. You don't have to go someone. No one needs to go outside of Christ to find any more of God or any more about God. In Christ... Amen? As you learn about him, as you study about him, right? You, 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 all you need to know about God, all you need from God, amen, uh, is in the person of Jesus Christ. And that's important uh, for people to understand when you're witnessing to people, amen, to emphasize that concerning Christ. You don't, you don't need anything else. You don't need anybody else. All that you need is in Christ Jesus. But we need to, now we think that way concerning salvation. <laughs> but we need to realize that's true concerning everything in our uh, spiritual relationship with God. Everything uh, comes back to Jesus. Everything is in Jesus and through Jesus Christ. It's all about, amen, Jesus. Amen. It's all about him. It's all about him. It's, uh, and so uh, he, he, he can, we, we can be complete in him, and he can be everything to us because he's everything concerning God. And that's important to understand. And not only uh, that, he's everything in God, but as you read the word of God, you find out that, hey, he's the one that did everything for us, right? It's Jesus that did everything for us. Uh, uh, notice uh, these uh, following verses. He's done everything for us. In verse 11, you see that you have been in Jesus Christ, amen, when you put your trust the day you got saved, the day you were completed in Jesus Christ. It says you have been completely cut away from your old self, amen? And that's an exciting thing to know. The day you got saved, you were completely cut away from your old self. Verse 11 says this, in whom, see there it is, pointing to Jesus Christ, in him, in whom, in Jesus, right? In Jesus, in whom you are what? Circumcised with the circumcision not made with hands. Look at this, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh, why? By the circumcision of Christ. You have been separated, amen, from the old life. You've been uh, separated uh, from the old man. Romans, and of course, uh, that's talking about the circumcision of the heart, right? Romans 2.29 clarifies that. And the circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not the letter whose praise is not of men, but God. And so you're completing Christ, and when you came to him, amen, he completely, amen, severed you, if you will, from the old life. Boy, that's a wonderful thing to understand, amen, that, amen, he took care of that for you, right? Uh, that old life, right, uh, has no claim on you, has no claim on you in Christ Jesus. In verse 12, Notice then, you have been completely identified with his death, 
burial, and resurrection. And people need to understand that when they under, to understand the substitutionary uh, 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 death and price that Jesus Christ paid for us, right? But you have been completely identified with his death, burial, and resurrection. Look at this. Buried with him. Notice that, amen, everything's running through Jesus Christ. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him. Look at this, through faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. Who has raised him from the dead. As far as uh, uh, God is concerned, right, uh, when, when we put our trust in Jesus, right, we, we participated in his death burial, and resurrection. That's a, I think that's a wonderful thing uh, to understand, amen, by faith. I think uh, I like using these verses to illustrate that. And I may have used them before, but Hebrews 7, uh, 9 and 10, right, when it talks about, remember, Abraham uh, uh, paying uh, tithes, and it talks about how the Levites took tithes. I just give these verses so you can, you can use them. But notice what it says here about the Levites, right? Remember, uh, they had a special place among the tribes as far as uh, uh, the temple and the tabernacle and all those things. And they're the ones that received uh, uh, the tithes. I'll just give you these verses, Hebrews 7, 9, and 10. It says this, And as I may so say, Levi also, who receiveth tithes, Paid tithes in Abraham. Notice that statement. Paid tithes in Abraham. Verse 10. For he was yet in the loins of his father when Melchizedek met him. How did he pay tithes? Because as far as God is concerned, he was in Abraham when he paid tithes. So he gets credit for that. Amen? He gets credit for that, if you will, in the mind of God. And so, uh, by faith, right, when we put our trust in Jesus Christ, amen, we get credit, right, uh, for the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ on our behalf because we are in him. We are in him, and we completely identified uh, uh, with that in Christ Jesus. Verse 13, you have been completely completely made alive spiritually and completely forgiven all your sin. Verse 13, and you being dead in your sins in the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened, we know that goes along with Ephesians 2.1, hath he quickened, made alive, what, together, how? With him, with him, right? He died, was buried, and he rose again the third day, amen, and you were made alive with him and in him, and then it says this, and have forgiven you all trespasses. Boy, people need to remember when it says all, that's exactly what it means. That means, that means past, present, and future. I'm amazed how many people I talk to, and they feel like they've only been forgiven the sins that they'd committed up to the day they got saved. Boy, I know some preachers make, you, make it sound that way, you know? And they say, well, uh, you, know, how, how, you know, they'll say, well, how should you confess your sins? And then they'll say, you ever hear them say? They'll say, how did you commit them? One at a time. Did you commit them one at a time? Man, I'd say, man, if you committed your sins one at a time, you're a pretty slow sinner. Hey, man, you're a pretty slow sinner. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have to confess. I confess them. I, I committed bunches of them at a time sometimes, man. I committed a bunch of them. I'm not proud of that, but I got to say, boy, you're a slow sinner if you only did them one at a time, man. Right? I was bad. I did bunches of them, amen. I couldn't remember them all if I had to confess them. That's how they get, oh, you need to confess them. Boy, they think maybe you got to get down the altar and stay there forever, amen. Man, I'll, I'll never get done confessing these things. 
Man, son, you've been down there for an hour. Yeah, and I'm only up to the age of five. Pray for me, preacher. Amen. I'm only up to the age of five. That's how I was. I got my mouth washed out with soap when I was five in kindergarten. Amen. Hey, aren't you glad, amen, that he takes care of them all? You say, well, how can he take care of your future sins? Well, how many of them were future when he died? They were all future when he died, amen? And he's forgiven all of them. He's forgiven, and, and I'm glad you don't have to confess them whatever time. Now, if you do something stupid and you realize it, sure, you confess that and get that right, uh, right there. But, in that, but as far as uh, your salvation, you're forgiven that. That's just about that. your position doesn't change. You just want to keep that relationship uh, where it should be. But isn't that a wonderful thing that you've been completely made spiritually alive and completely forgiven all your sins. And another great thing, verses 14 and 15, all that was against you, all those sins, this even uh, takes the dealing with those sins, has been completely dealt with. I mean, at the cross, he completely dealt with everything that would ever be against you as a child of God. Look at verses 14 and 15, this, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against you. You mean there's some things written about me? Well, I got thinking about that. You know, uh, uh, some people keep a diary, you know. You say, oh, can I see your diary? Oh, no, you can't see my diary. That's where they put their secret things, secret uh, uh, thoughts, right? Well, you know what? Hey, listen, there's probably some things, amen, uh, that you may not. There might be some things maybe you wouldn't put in your diary just in case somebody found it. But you know what? Somebody else wrote it down. Somebody else wrote it down. God wrote it down. So there might be things that you wouldn't even put in your own diary. But you know what? God had them written down. God was keeping track of those things. But you know what? The moment you came to him, he got rid of all that. He got rid of all that. And that's what it says. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against you, right? And of course, uh, 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 the things that condemned you, which was contrary to us. And look at this. And took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Nailing it to, he said, give me, give me all that. Nailing it to his cross. And look at this. And having spoiled principality and powers. What do we wrestle against? Not flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers, right? They're against us. These evil principalities and powers are against us. And look, he made a show of them hopefully, triumphing over them in it. Amen? Victory in Jesus, the song says. Amen? Victory in Jesus. So think about this. In verse 14, we see that he completely dealt with everything that was written against you. And then he completely dealt with everything that would war against you. Amen. He's dealt with everything that was written against you, and he's dealt with everything that would war against you. And that's why when you feel these battles, when these principality and powers come to attack you, amen, you can bleed the blood and claim the name of Jesus Christ and say, listen, I have victory over you. Amen. I'm in Christ Jesus, right? Right? Jesus is my refuge. And remember what a refuge is? A refuge is a place that you can get in, but the enemy can't. That's what qualifies it as a refuge, a place you can get in, but the enemy can't. And so you can say, listen, I'm in Christ Jesus. Amen. And you, all that's against me has to stay on the outside. I have victory over you in Jesus name, in Jesus name. And because you are complete in Christ, because you are complete in Christ, amen, you have that relationship. You have no need of religion. You have no need of religion. Now, if you read uh, 16 through 23, you'll see all those things it mentions. But I'm just going to read verse 22 and tell you what it says about all those things. 
which all are to perish with the using. Boy, religion says, uh, you know, you got to do this and you got to do that. You got to pay attention to this day and you got to eat this on that day. and You got to do all this. And that's what religion says. But here's what the Bible calls religion. Verse 22, after the commandments and doctrines of men, after the commandments and doctrines of men, that's what religion is. The religion is simply the commands and doctrines of man. Man telling what you what, trying to tell you what you need to do to get to God. But God says to get to me, all you got to do is come to Jesus. Everything you need uh, uh, to know about me, you'll find in Jesus. Everything you desire from me is in Jesus. All that you need me to do for you is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. And all that you need, amen. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Let the world know all that you need can be found in the person and in the finished work, amen, of the Lord Jesus Christ. What a wonderful thing that is. And because we are complete in Christ, you know what? We should live daily. Because we are complete in Christ, we should live daily, completely, amen, enjoying, amen, and live a fulfilled and complete life in Christ. Live a fulfilled and complete life in Christ. And this, this uh, chapter shows us some things about how to do that. Go back to verse uh, 6. Look at what it says. As ye have therefore received Christ. Boy, that's the question this morning. Have you received Christ? Do you remember the day that you received Christ? And if you have, so walk ye in him. Now, notice what that says. So walk ye in him. Notice what it doesn't say. So walk ye with him. <laughs> now, we know we walk with him and we use that term, walking with him. But here it tells you to walk not with him, but in him. And I think that's important to understand the difference. That walk, right, has to do with your life and how you, how, how you, how you pass your, your life along, amen, how you live your life. So this isn't talking about just taking a nice walk with Jesus, amen? Well, I think it's a nice day. I think I'll go take a little walk with Jesus. That's, that's, that's why many of us are so weak as Christians because our prayer life is have a little talk with Jesus, amen, and have a little walk with Jesus, amen. We need to make it more than just a little talk and a little walk. We need to, amen, uh, not just walk with him, but we need, need to learn how to walk in him and live an active life within the truth of Jesus Christ, who he is, and the truth of what we are in Jesus Christ. So it's not just talking about having a nice walk with Jesus. Our life is now in Christ, and we should live it in Christ. Of course, before salvation, we walked in sin, and we walked in the world. Ephesians 2, uh, verses 2 and 3. Uh, uh, turn over these verses for a moment. And notice some things, that, some terminology you find in these verses. Ephesians 2, verses 2 and 3. Now look at this. It says here, Where in time past, aren't you glad you can say in time past, amen? <laughs> in time past, amen? And when it says time past, I hope it's not talking about this last Friday, okay? Amen. <laughs> I hope it's talking about before you got saved, where in time past, look, ye walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also, look, we all had our conversation 
in times past. You know, conversation has to do with just talking about lifestyle in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. That's what we were before we were saved. That's what we did before we were saved. Amen? But thank God we are saved now. But notice the, 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 those statements where it says, walked according to the course of, had our conversation in, fulfilling the desires of. Well, that's what we did in the flesh and in the world. But now, right, now think about this. If we did that when we were in the world, how much more in Christ, in, now that we're in Christ, should we walk according to the chorus, amen, of Christ, of who Christ is? Should we not have our, our conversation, our life in Christ? Should we not fulfill the desires of our Lord, amen? Uh, God has a way for us to walk. He has a way for us to live. He has a way, uh, he has desires for us. And those, uh, th those are what needs to uh, be the desires of our heart and life now that we're saved, amen? We need to walk in him, live a life full. We're complete in Christ and we can live a complete life in Christ to his honor and glory. Boy, how do we make sure that happens? Verse seven, notice that word rooted, rooted, amen? Put those roots in the ground and get them deep. Boy, I was amazed when I came back from Florida. They had that storm while I was gone. How many trees uh, were knocked over? Well, boys, a lot of them were standing solid. Boy, and, and how, how, how you weather the storm has a lot to do with how deep your roots are, amen? Uh, and boy, the reason a lot of people are falling over when storms come in their life is because they're not deeply rooted the way they should be in the Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, where a, where a tree or a plant or flower is rooted, amen, that soil, that's where it draws its life-giving nutrients from that sustains it. And that's why we should be as Christians, as we're rooted in Christ, it, from Jesus, from the Word of God, amen. Uh, uh, listen, uh, this book of Jesus, the Spirit of Jesus, the person of Jesus, that is where, uh, that, that, those are the sources I want to be, the, the, the life-giving nutrients, amen, of how I feed my soul and feed my life and govern my life. Because what something is rooted in, again, is where it draws its life-giving nutrients that sustains it. I was thinking about uh, different plants. You know, some plants are, are, are flowers, uh, right? Uh, you, you can tell a lot about the soil they are rooted in by their, by their color, amen? You know, uh, uh, was it the hydrangeas or how do you pronounce that, that, that word, right? Amen? Uh, some place you go, they're, they're blue, and some place you go, they're pink, and then some places they're purple. But I, didn't, I thought they were different ones, but no, they're the same plant. It has to do with the pH level of the soil, amen? It has to do with what's in the soil. You know, it affects them. It affects them. I thought about that. Boy, you, 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 you watch people's attitudes. You watch the way people respond to things. You watch people the way they deal with things. You know what? You can tell, you can tell where they're rooted, amen, and uh, where, they're, where they're drawing uh, uh, from in their life. As believers, our life-giving substance, that which feeds our soul and spirit, that which sustains us as children of God is found, amen, in Christ Jesus. He is our source that we draw from, what we need to sustain us in life. You should see a clear difference between those that are rooted in Christ and those that are rooted in the world, those that walk in the Spirit and those that walk after the flesh. And so you're rooted, and then it says, build up. There it is, in Him, 
In him, everything turns back to Jesus Christ. Everything, amen, is to Jesus, from Jesus, through all. It's all about Jesus. So that says when you're built up, that means we continue to grow and add to what we are and what we have in Christ, right? You, you see those words about, you know, I call it biblical, uh, biblical mathematics, right? The Bible, there's biblical mathematics. The Bible teaches, right, there's some things you should subtract from your life, Right? Then there's some things that you should add to your life. Would add virtue, not add add all those things. And then the Bible talks about things we should multiply uh, in our life, right? And so uh, we need to think about that. We need to be build up, right? Make sure we're growing uh, uh, steadily in our Christian life, in our walk with Jesus. You know, listen, we don't want to just uh, thank God we're in Jesus, but we don't want to just exist in Jesus. Hey, hey, listen, just because you reach your destination doesn't mean that you can just sit down. Amen? Boy, uh, 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 I had to teach a young man that one time. That just remind me, uh, I was just down visiting uh, my, my former pastor, Pastor Triplett, right? Well, one summer, his son wanted to come over and visit us in Germany, right? And this boy had never traveled, okay? This boy had never traveled, and so uh, we picked a date. He lands in I said, I said, Joey, I'm going to be waiting on you, right? I'm going to be waiting on you. And so you get off the plane. Just keep uh, going till you, till you see me, right? Man, we go to the airport. The, his plane lands, and we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting. I mean, a couple hours go by, and I, I, go, up, I go up to the, the, the airline. I said, ma'am, can you please tell me? If this young man was on the plane, and you know what she says? Did you call his mother and ask her? I looked at her, I said, ma'am, if I call his mother and tell her that I don't know where he is, she'll get here before he does. <laughs> you know, and so I talked to her a little bit, you know, you know, friendly, you know, broke that, made the connection. Finally, she told me, yes, he was on the plane, Right. And, and, and finally, we, we, we had made the announcement. Anyways, he comes walking out. And I'm like, Joey, what in the world did you do? He said, well, as soon as I got here, I walked out and I sat down in the first chair and figured you'd come get me. <laughs> no, Joey. You know, I said, sometimes it's okay to follow the crowd, amen, if they're heading in the right direction, right? Right, if they're going into the right place, right? And so anyways, we, we got through that. But listen, so then, then, then another kid from the church decides to come over. Jimmy. And I said, Jimmy, don't, when you get off the plane, don't sit down, right? But follow the crowd and come out, amen, and we'll be waiting on you. And what did Jimmy do? We, he lands, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting, we make an announcement, no, and you know what? Listen, he, but I'll give him credit, he did not sit down. He followed the crowd, but he followed the wrong crowd. He followed the round that went under a tunnel over to the next airport and place. And he's over there walking around looking for us. And we're over here looking for him. I got a picture of me with my hand around his neck. Amen. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, listen. Hey, amen if you've re reached your destination. Amen. But know what to do once you've reached your destination. Don't just sit down and get comfortable. 
Amen? Get up and do something, but make, it, make sure it's the right to do something. Amen? Uh, yeah, never, never forget those things. And so, listen, we are to be built up. So, listen, we don't want to just exist in Jesus. We want to thrive in Jesus. Amen? We want to grow in Jesus. Amen? We want to we be a great uh, testimony for Jesus. So, don't just exist. Thrive in Jesus. That word thrive means develop vigorously. Be excited about who Jesus is. Be excited about what he's done in your life. Be excited about the opportunities you have to witness for him and serve him. Be excited about who he is and what he wants to do in and through your life. But hurry, we'll finish up here. It says, rooted and benefit and established in the faith. That's what we want. We want to get people established in the faith. That means when, you're, when somebody is established or establishing something, that means they're secure with it. They're confident about it. They're strong, right? And boy, that's what, and things that are established, things that are secure, people that are secure in something, people that are confident in something, people that are strong in something, right, right, are not easily moved. Boy, that's why you see people uh, uh, switch churches so easy or they, they walk away so easy, right? Because they, they, did, they, they got in Christ, but they, man, they, they didn't get strong roots and they didn't build up and they didn't get uh, 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 established. Hebrews uh, 13, 9 says this, Be not carried about with divers and strange doctrines. Boy, it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing to me uh, how many people, you know, that they get saved, and boy, then they, uh, somebody else comes along. You notice uh, all these cults, they show up after somebody gets saved, and, and they'll, you know, oh, you mentioned the name of Jesus. That must be right. Hey, well, that's why it's so important for discipleship. It says for this, For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace. Amen established in the faith, and then it says this, and abounding therein with thanksgiving. Abounding therein with thanksgiving. Well, I was thinking about that. You know, as thanksgiving, we got thanksgiving in a little over a week and a half. Thanksgiving's coming up, and it's approaching. You know what? This would be a good thing for people to see us doing as Christians. With everything going on, they should see us abounding in thanksgiving. That word abound means overabundance. Overabundance. You know, when we, when we think about this year, right, it seems like we've been abounding, <laughs> but abounding in a lot of bad things, right? It seems like this year we've been abounding in, or, or it seems like we've had an overabundance of negativity, an overabundance of bad news. Well, you know, the best way to counter all that negativity, the best way to counter all that abundance of bad news is to, is, 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 is to look it in the face and give an overabundance of thanksgiving in the goodness and the grace and mercies of God upon us, right? And so thanksgiving this year, right? Uh, let's just say, hey, uh, boy, as this, as this uh, holiday approaches, let me encourage you, take time to meditate. Take time to meditate on all that Christ is. Take time to meditate on all that Christ has done for you. Take time to meditate on what you are in Christ Jesus. Boy, and I guarantee you, boy, you get, a, you, you get along with him and, and Lord say, man, I, I, wanna, I just want to uh, uh, set all these things aside, dear Lord. Boy, would you swell my heart and give me a heart full of abundant thanksgiving to you. Lord, when I have thanksgiving this year, I just don't want to go through the motions. Lord, I, I, I know if I, if, if I looked at things that have happened in my life, if I looked at what's going right, it'd be easy to be negative. It'd be easy to be down. Lord, I got a lot of reasons uh, uh, to be discouraged. But Lord, when I realize that I'm completing you, 
when I realized who you are and who I am in you and all that you've, you, you, you've, you've done for me. And Lord, I look past and I let, if I let my heart, Lord, be established in grace instead of everything that's going on around me, Lord, I can, no doubt, I can have things, Lord, as I'm around people uh, to give thanksgiving for. Share with others all that you have to be thankful for in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Let's finish with going back to verse 10. It says this again. And ye are complete in him. Ye are complete in him. So you know what that means? If you're in him, you're complete. So if you're not in him, you're incomplete. If you're not in him, you're incomplete. And you know what that means? That means there's still something missing in your life. There's still something missing in your life. If you're here this morning, you're listening in. Listen, you know if something's missing in your life. You, you, you know and feel that empty void in your heart. You think, man, I'm, I'm, I'm 25 years old. I'm, I'm 45 years old. I'm 55 years old or whatever. I've reached this stage in life, and I, I've tried this, and I've tried that, and I've done this and done that and, and all those things. And you know what? Yeah, I can't believe I'm this far along in life, and I still feel incomplete. I still feel like something's missing in my life. Well, of course, because that need in your life isn't a physical need. Isn't, isn't just an emotional need, right? It's a spiritual need. And, and, and only Christ can meet that need. Only Christ can fulfill it. You're, 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 like, that, you're like that puzzle. You said, man, I, it seems like I've got so many pieces together, but yet there's still something missing. You know how it is. Listen, you can have a puzzle of a thousand pieces. But, and think about that. You have 999 of those pieces and you can't find that one, and you're aggravated, right? You're, 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 you're aggravated. And if you don't get to be the one to put the last piece in, you get aggravated, right? Amen. Right? <laughs> right? I was so thankful when my kids helped me put that puzzle together, they left the piece, last piece out for me. Amen? That was wisdom on their part. Wisdom on their part, right? But, you know, you have that one piece missing. You think, man, I've, you, you, look, you go down the list. You said, man, I, you know, I've, I've had a good job. I'm doing pretty good financially. I'm, maybe I'm in a good relationship or I've got this, this, and this, and this. You say, man, I've got so many pieces of this puzzle, but it just seems like that one piece I just can't seem to find. Oh, listen, hey, man, hey, listen, he, 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 he's the piece you're missing, and you know what? He's the only piece you need. When you get him, hey, man, all that other stuff just goes to the wayside of importance. Because you find what you need. You will not be complete. You cannot be complete outside of the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because as we saw in these verses today, he's the one that can, amen, put that old life behind you. He's the only one that can forgive your sin. He's the only one, amen, uh, 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 that, that can uh, deliver you from religion and put you in a relationship, amen. All the, Because, listen, you say, well, I need something from God. Well, then, as we saw, he is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. All that you need from God and all that God wants to do for you is in the person and through the Lord Jesus Christ. A person cannot have a fulfilled life outside of the person and finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Without being in his person and without being in his will. So, friend, as we finish up here, I asked you this moment, you know, in your heart, you know you know, are you in Christ? That's the question. Do you have the assurance you're in Christ? And then if you are in Christ, 
How's your walk? How are you, how's your walk? Not with him, but how's your walk in him this morning? And do you, uh, can you say that I'm firmly rooted? Can you say that I am being better, that I'm continuously growing? Can you say that I, 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 I feel established? I feel secure. I feel confident. I feel strong in uh, my relationship and uh, the way I'm living my life right now for him. Some good things to ask, but oh, thank God, amen. If you're saved this morning, Christ is all you need.